Hello and welcome to Technically Minded, a podcast brought to you by Credera, where we discuss hot topics in business and tech with our colleagues in an effort to share our collective insights with you, our listeners. My name is Matthew Greenhalsh. I'm a manager consultant in Credera UK's solution delivery practice. I'll be your host for this session uh, in which we're discussing the importance of being an engaged organisation. We think this is an interesting topic, particularly given the last several years. We've seen quite a dramatic shift in working practices, uh, the aftermath of the global pandemic, as well as advances in tooling and technology, which has really brought about a change in how people can and do engage with their organisations. Uh, so today we just want to lift the lid and explore this topic in a bit more detail. So uh, to help me, and as usual, I'm joined by two of my wonderful Credera colleagues, Betsy Scanton and Wasami Iman, who are here to help us to explore this topic today. Could you please just give us a short introduction to yourselves, so who you are and what your role at Credera is, please? Sure. Thanks so much for having me. My name is Betsy Scantlin. I'm the Senior Director and Head of HR in the U.S. for Credera. I have been with Credera for, it'll be two years in November, um, so really exciting time. Thank you. And Wasami? Hi, I'm Wasami Iman. I'm the HR Operations Manager here at Credera UK. I've been with Credera for three years coming up to January. I look after our operations team and support our engagement. Perfect. Thank you both. I think this is, for both of you, your first uh, podcast with Technically Minded, so doubly welcome. Okay, I think I want to kick off, as we often do with these podcasts, in talking about a definition. So what does it mean uh, by an engaged organisation? Or what does that mean to us? And what do we think that means to our listeners? So, uh, Wasami, can I ask you just to, to kick us off, please? Yeah, there's loads of definitions of engagement out there. I think the one that resonates with me the most is that um, engagement's the psychological state between employees and their connection to the organisation. For us at Cordero, that word connection's... A really big one that's reflected in a lot of the things and messages that we put out in the literature so engagement to me is all about our connection with our employees absolutely i i wholeheartedly agree with warsame um connection is really so important here at credera and so much of what engagement is and how um, the team member feels plugged into the organization um, and and how that influences their behaviors um, and the, the level of effort that they put into their work. So I think you've both said there that it's the emotional connection an employee or a, a person feels towards their organization. So w- what do you see from that? What are those um, positive engaged behaviors that you'd expect to see from somebody who feels they're engaged with their organization? Great question. I think engaged employees are um, incredibly team-oriented, solution-oriented, incredibly optimistic. Um, My experience here at Credera um, has been that our folks certainly live out our core values um, and are really um, excited about sharing the Credera vision and mission, uh, not only with their team members, but that kind of bleeds into client work and everything else that they're doing. So again, engaged, I think, is just somebody that's really positive and excited about the organization. For me, an engaged employee is uh, somebody who displays organizational citizenship behaviors. Now, That's another way of saying somebody who goes above and beyond. They're the people that take pride in their work. They're the people that talk about your organization and say good things outside of work when nobody else is watching from work. They're the people that think about others. And I'm really blessed to say that I've met a lot of people like that here at Credera. 
and it always goes back to that connection piece for me. The example I always give is sometimes you can have a well-oiled machine, but that well-oiled machine will do the thing that it's built to do. A great employee or a great person will assess the situation and make a judgment decision there to make somebody else feel extra special. And sometimes that's the difference in the business world um, to gain real value. So I think, you, you, Basami, you started to touch on it there, that obviously feeling engaged and part of an organization is, is obviously important. So presumably, you know, every organization must do this. There must be, you know, if, if it's a given that if I'm engaged, I feel part of the firm and I, I want to be um, engaged in all decisions and positively impact it, is it something that all organizations do? I suppose one of the approaches once that organization had was a very tailoristic approach. You know, employees do as they're told. They're contracted a set number of hours. We've seen shifts over the years to much more employee-centric models. Um, our employees are now the lifeline of our business. Businesses are centered around people and services that people deliver, going the extra mile to deliver real value to the end customer, linking in with the customer value chain. Ultimately, as an organization, having an employee-centric approach benefits you because you're more likely to retain the employee. If you listen to your employees, you're more likely to keep them. Equally, if you listen to your employees, you're more likely to attract employees because they are... Um, interested in your business so I would say that there's many important reasons why organizations should be more employee centric. I agree with Warsame and I, I think the one thing that um, for employees to feel engaged in addition to everything that he said I think trusting our employees and allowing them autonomy and flexibility um, has really come into play um, especially since the pandemic started. Um, and I think we went from a different kind of engagement pre-pandemic to post-pandemic. Post-pandemic or during the pandemic, we were kind of forced into a more remote working situation for an extended period of time. And um, we were forced to use new tools um, and figure out new ways to keep people plugged in and keep them informed. Um, my experience here at Credera has been that we have done that um, in a really great way. Um, in the beginning of the pandemic, we started with weekly videos, just kind of giving people an update of the business and where they are so that they could kind of feel informed and understand what our goals were, even though we weren't able to have big get-togethers and meetings, obviously because of the pandemic. And we've continued that shift, I think, and we've had a lot of remote meetings and it's been really cool. We've been able to connect with our UK partners as we are right now and been able to have um, our Credera Connect meetings where we connect across the pond and, and share the vision for the organization. Um, and I think all of those things really add value and make people feel a part of the business. And when they feel it in their heart, like Warsame said earlier, they're more apt to go and be solution-oriented and to get the job done and to do it right and to talk about Credera when they're not at work, when they're excited about it, they're sharing a passion for the business. And isn't that what we want, is people to be passionate and excited about coming to work and sharing that with our clients? The pandemic's a really interesting one. Um because at Credera UK, we were opened up to new possibilities. We started to see the prospect of teleworking where employees were working abroad. 
we started to see in the market that there were loads of work from anywhere policies coming out from organizations and as much as there was new things to navigate such as tax immigration law it was really interesting to see just new ways of delivering business and and, and seeing different ways we can collaborate we've now got international projects between the US and the UK where we come together and we've tapped into new clients through collaboration which I think has been amazing and to our to our employees they've also managed to get onto new projects which they find exciting and fulfilling which in turn has actually made us a more attractive place to work. I think tools have really um, improved over the years too and allowed us to um, connect with people near and far which has been really um, interesting and exciting to see um, just with Teams and Zoom and all of the other platforms that are out there. Um, we're able to connect with people um, wherever they are. And we have um, certainly implemented a flexible working model, which has been, again, it allows employees flexibility um, to work from wherever. Um, you know, again, like Warsami said, there's tax implications and immigration implications. But if we can overcome those, we we wholeheartedly trust our employees and we want to allow them the flexibility to plug in where they need to be plugged in might mean that they have, you know, a sick family member and they need to spend some time at that location for a couple of weeks. And with technology the way it is now, people can continue to work remotely wherever they are, which, again, allows for people to feel trusted and empowered to do the job wherever. And that is key in engagement. It's interesting because we've talked about the pandemic on these podcasts in lots of different guises and different topics. But I think this one is particularly interesting because it huge swathes of, of the world. I mean, how often do we say that? Went to suddenly working from home. I, I know that in specific circumstances, I mean, you'll have seen this, in specific circumstances, it was it was done already. Have you had, you know, uh, global teams that were working across different um, continents and countries? It, it would happen anyway. But I think the, the, the level change, the significant change was obviously exacerbated by the pandemic. But do you think that was the natural way it was going anyway? Or do you think that, the pandemic has forced us down that route a way that maybe the industry wasn't necessarily, you know, not specifically consulting in terms of organisations generally. Do you think that was the natural course of travel? I think so. I think Betsy, when Betsy mentioned the tools, I almost chuckled because I remember not too long ago, there was a lot of HR that was done on spreadsheets and endless trackers, but uh, now we've got much more sophisticated tools. I think what the pandemic's done is forced... Um, us and many other employees to really tr to extend trust um, to our employees and trust them a lot more. Um, you can't monitor somebody for 24 hours in a day or eight hours or however many hours they work. I think the first thing that the pandemic gave us was trust in our, our employees. And actually, we discovered that you don't need to be in the office all the time to deliver work. Um, gone are the days where you spend five days in office. Now it's okay if somebody does three days in office and two days off or two days in office and three days out so the flexibility's been really great and from a diversity perspective um, we've seen that actually flexible working has been attractive and helped us gain employees that we otherwise wouldn't have been able to attract. Yeah I would agree with that um, I, I would say I think pre-pandemic I think employees wanted more flexibility 
I think the pandemic forced us into flexibility and it won't ever go back. I mean, just to think the amount of time that people save working from home. And I think, you know, people with young children or elderly parents that they have to tend to them as well. It gives them the flexibility to be able to do that. Quite frankly, you know, not spending two hours in a car one way to work and the way home to work. You know, I personally feel so much more productive on days when I'm not going to the office sometimes because I'm able to tackle work that normally I would be commuting. Um, And I think a lot of our employees feel that way. It's interesting because, you know, traditionally, if if you were talking to somebody about engagement, it's about how to bring somebody in and include them and and make them feel part of something. Whereas you both kind of touched on one of the key themes at the minute from a retention or recruitment or general happiness point of view. It's giving people that autonomy is a big part of it, allowing them the freedom away from the firm to feel that or the organization to feel that they they can change their mood and their attitude. They're happier. Therefore, they are more engaged. Is that something we're seeing across the board? I think I have to give a massive shout out to some of our events teams um, here at Credera because they do an amazing job of balancing some of the virtual events that we do um, to include everybody wherever they are um, and sometimes even across geographic time zones and also some of the in-person events that we do. Um, We've got a number of different initiatives that we use. We've got strategy days where we bring the entire company together Similarly, we've got Credera Connect calls where quarterly, you know, we have a US to the UK UK call as well. So our events teams, I think, do a really good job. And I think that's something that other organizations probably should think about investing in their events. I would agree. I, I you know, just watching the news lately and, and reading various articles, I think those organizations that are putting that mandatory, you've got to be back in the office five days a week, are losing employees day in and day out. And you, I've even seen some of those organizations who have put that mandate in of be back in the office and they've had, you know, a mass exodus. And so they reinstated the flexible working conditions because most organizations are allowing a hybrid working model, if not a fully remote model. And again, it is key to um, attracting new talent and retaining our current talent. And I think that's a very difficult place to be um, within our market, especially if we look at the technology market, it's so competitive right now. There's at some point going to be um, an increase in roles that will exceed the supply of people in technology. So it's it's if you're not going to listen to your employees and give them the flexibility and hybrid and remote or even teleworking options that they need, you may be in for a difficult time. Are there ways that you can measure engagement? I mean, I know we always talk about there's a feeling of, of the virtual events like you mentioned with Sam is a great example. Those A lot of those groups were created by people in groups that had relationships that wanted to give back to the company, especially during the pandemic, but they've continued since. That's a great example of where somebody or a group of people feel engaged, therefore they've taken it on themselves to do something. And that's that positive impact. But are there easy ways to, to have a, I don't want to say a metric because it's, it's a dangerous word, but ways to, to kind of present what we think the level of engagement is in the firm in terms of how engaged people feel, how involved people feel? In terms of metrics and tracking, I would say the first thing to do is always to speak to your employees, ask what they want. Now you can do that in a multitude of different ways. You can put together surveys and what's commonly used um, in the market is... Um, 
employee scores. So a typical engagement survey will do the job. The hard bit is delivering action. Quite often, the bigger the organization you have, you'll find a diversity of needs. So then you need different avenues to empower them. Some of that means data transparency and empowering functions and leaders of different areas to take action. You can't do it all in HR. And some of that also means setting up other um, networks and, 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 and internal projects and groups. So one of the things that we've done is we've set up a shadow board to bridge the generational gap um, here in the UK between our board and our employees. We've also got our DEIW team um, looking at diversity, equity, inclusion and well-being as well. So those are just some ways in which you can empower action and not trying to go through all the data um, yourself. I agree. I would piggyback on that and just say that additionally, like focus groups and just pulling people together and, and hearing what their needs are and what they're talking to their coworkers about um, and really listening to our employees um, through our survey, through focus groups, through the shadow board. There are so many ways that we can hear what people need. And then it, again, it's just trying to determine what items we're going to take action on immediately and how to share that message. Because I think so many, so many organizations do engagement surveys, but then they don't share the results or they, and they don't take action. And I think the important part of a survey is reviewing the the results with your team members and then giving them um, actionable items that the organization is going to do as a result of the survey. I think you both touched on there a, a really good point and one that's often missed is it's not just about communicating the things you are doing. I think there's a big piece, and I've seen a lot of this um, recently in some of the engagement that you talked about with Sami, is it's communicating the things you're not doing and why there's going to be reasons, there's going to be um, timescales involved, there's other priorities, etc. We can't do everything at once. So is that is that just as important, do you think? I know positive action is obviously seen as being positive, but equally an effective communication of what you could maybe term a negative we're not doing something I think has equally if not more of an impact on on engagement because people feel it's transparent it's open it's honest and that you know brings them to the table and makes them feel more engaged I don't know what you you guys think about that I agree I think an informed team member um, is a more engaged team member I know personally um, when I have the full picture I'm able to be a more effective HR person. Um, And I think that goes for all employees when they're informed about the vision of the business, the goals of the business, the state of the business, and how their piece of the puzzle fits into the overall puzzle. I think people definitely feel more trusted, informed, and ultimately resulting in a happier, more engaged team member. I think also not knowing can lead to negative thoughts if you don't know something, you might draw conclusions or an employee might feel after a very long day, actually, that's the thing I really wanted. I'm not sure if anything's going to be done around that. That's not a great place to be with an employee. And you always want to protect your um, psychological contract with your employees. So I would always say, just leave it all out there in the open. People are much more receptive to knowing that something's been taken on board but nothing can be done at this stage but we will get to it eventually rather than I don't know what's happening I don't know if somebody's heard this or not 
we, we've touched on some of the ways that organizations can can look to do these things and implement them and you've talked about some of the things we've we've looked to implement what would you call out as maybe the the top three or four um ways an organization can change or things that they can implement to really help um their employees their staff etc to, to feel more engaged i think one thing that we're working towards is um bringing more peer-to-peer feedback and letting people see their contributions to the organization. Uh, It's so important for people to know they've done a good job. And I think each person has their own quote-unquote love language, but I think many folks, that words of affirmation and you're doing a good job um, really is important to them and again makes them feel plugged in and so one of the tools that uh, we're looking at here in the U.S. really is very similar to kind of a Facebook feed but it's a peer-to-peer recognition tool so if I wanted if Warsame and I I could plug in Warsame did a great job today on XYZ and it pulls it and it integrates with teams um, and so the whole organization can see that they can like that and you know like it up and push it up but it gets people more involved and it lets people see you know what's going on all over the organization because I think so many times you know we get laser focused on our role that you forget and you don't see everything else and how your little piece makes a huge impact. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, if you look at Credera, impact is as important as connection. And I think when people can see the impact they're making, they ultimately feel incredibly connected. And I agree with Betsy wholeheartedly. We like to celebrate our successes along the way, whether that's on an all-hands call, whether that's with a values award, a delivery award, or it's just the simple piece of recognition that says hey I really appreciate the the good work that you did or what you helped me out with part of being an employee centric organization is that you're able to take your OKRs and the things that you need to deliver from a strategy perspective and then you're able to look at your people and what the, your people need and you're able to build an organization that way we try to listen to our employees, whether that's through a project engagement survey, looking at the pro- type of projects that they do, um, the company engagement survey that relates to things around the company. And we try to build our organization by listening to our employees. And through listening to them, um, that in that enables us to sort of look at our sales pipeline and through our sales pipeline, we're able to pick projects that suit them and in turn that delivers career fulfillment enables them to succeed in what they what they aspire to succeed in and through our appraisers and performance management we're able to bring them along year on year and um, progress them and on the other side of that i think credera does a good job of listening to our employees all the way through the model so as unfortunate as it is, we we do have people that exit the firm. And one of the things we listen to, in addition to feedback while people are here, we also do exit interviews and really figure out like, what did, what did we miss here? Or what can we improve to make things better so that we don't lose a, an employee? And it may be that they're moving on, um, maybe to stay home with a child, but it's still, they're giving us feedback that we may not have gotten in one of those other avenues. 
And then again, I like I would piggyback on Borsame on the uh, performance management. Uh, we do performance management reviews twice a year here at Credera US. Um, and we do monthly check-ins with um, each one of our career coaches does a monthly check-in with their team member um, to give them feedback to keep them informed and to help them feel supported in their career growth and progression. It's pretty much um, constant dialogue. I know, I know Betsy, we, we talk about connection, but that that's in essence what it is. It's constantly trying to maintain a connection. Yes. So much is, is built around relationships and um, just being open to hearing new ideas. I know as a leader, probably the most important thing for me is my team members to feel trusted and to feel comfortable to come to me with anything Um, and to know that I'm going to roll up my sleeves and I'm going to jump in there with them. And I think that is helpful in having people see that we're all in this together, Um, again, trying to achieve the same goal, which ultimately leads to a more plugged in person. Obviously, I'm sort of experienced this myself, and one of the key things that stood out for me was uh, in before I joined Credera. So I've been here three years. I've been in various different places, and I remember one place in particular where you would, you know, if a, if a calendar invite was dropped in your diary from, say, a director or an MD or something, there was a level of apprehension. It's, uh, oh, you know, this must be serious or something must be happening. Whereas since joining Credera, it's it's more of a oh, they've managed to find the time. I've never had it where it is a serious point because that's not the way you would deal with it. So those those small things, I think, have a really big impact. You know, a director finding 15 minutes in your diary that works for both of you just to have a chat and ask how you're doing. It could literally just be a, you know, I remember you were saying you're moving house. Has that gone through? You, how are you getting on? And this is in addition to those other streams that Wasami talked about around the appraisal cycle, the and Betsy you mentioned, you know, about the, the stages of, of monthly check-ins and the, the biannual kind of performance management piece. There and it's in addition to that. I I always put emphasis on the small things. Little things like that really do make the difference. I I agree so much. I think with mental health becoming such a forefront in the workplace, those relationships and how we can support them or allow people to be their authentic self when they're at work which feels great. You know, I can be who I am. I'm supported. I have a place where I feel appreciated and informed. I was going to add that the MD calls are really great. They typically happen quarterly and it's just a a managing director or somebody very senior in the organization just calling in to check up on you, see how you're doing. Um, That's what we mean by the MD calls. But equally, we've also got uh, social networks and we've got loads of social clubs as well. So there's something for everybody just because you don't have, as Betsy said, like you have a specific love language. We try to cater to all and that allows people to uh, be themselves, really. Uh, Okay, brilliant. Thanks both. Um, I I like to do at the end of of the podcast sessions is just the kind of key takeaways for our listeners. You could be, uh, you know, head of HR at an organization. You could be a a member of a team. What would be your um, key takeaway for them to think around to, to either encourage engagement or feel more engaged in their organization? Betsy, do you want to go first? Gosh, great question. I think for me, um, one of the key takeaways is really building relationships with everyone um, within the organization and encouraging peer-to-peer and peer-to-manager and manager-to-peer feedback. 
um, and really keeping our team members informed um, while allowing them to feel supported, cared for, and really have a good view on their career projection and their trajectory within the firm um, are all really important when you're looking at engagement. Nowhere near as good as Betsy's, but uh, my key takeaways are engagement isn't a HR thing. It's something that the whole organization needs to commit to and engagement needs to be embedded in everything that you do. Otherwise, you're going to end up with splinters and fractions of the organization where engagement doesn't quite work. And over time, that'll just spread as you grow. So embed engagement in everything you do. Make sure you've got those two-way communications going on and um, that'll allow you to build the connection and rapport that you need with your employees. I think that is so key. Um, engagement is the responsibility of everyone in the organization. So many times people think HR is solely responsible for engagement, and there's no way that HR could be solely responsible for engagement. This goes for everyone in the firm um, at some point uh, is responsible for engagement. I'm afraid we're out of time, uh, even though there is clearly more that we could dive into here. If any of our listeners would like to know more on this or any of our other hot topics, uh, you can see these on the Credera website. Just simply go to our insights page where you can also reach out to our speakers if you're interested in knowing more. Finally, just a thank you to uh, Wasami and Betsy for joining the conversation today and obviously to you, our listeners. And we hope you'll join us again for another episode of Technically Minded. 